I'm your host, Owen. Uh, today we have a, would you say in-house episode? Yeah? Yeah. Kind of play on words there. In-house. Everything's in the house Yeah, everything, everything's in the house now. Uh, I have three special guests with me today. They are my roommates. The one just went upstairs, so I'll uh, wait till I introduce them. Uh, to jump right into it, I'm going to talk about what comics are releasing on April 1st. That is next Wednesday. Also, uh, April Fool's Day. So... Jumping right into it. For DC Comics, we have Batman number 92, Batman Giant number 4, Harley Quinn number 72, Justice League number 44, Justice League Odyssey number 20, we have Lois Lane number 10 of 12, Metal Men 6 of 12, Strange Adventures number 12, 2 of 12, my bad. And that is it for DC Comics, not a lot for them coming out. Uh, speaking for Marvel Comics, we have Ant-Man number 4 of 5. Avengers of the Wastelands, number 4 or 5. Black Cat, number 11. Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda, Wakanda, number 8. We have Black Widow, number 1. Daredevil, number 20. That is a great series. Actually, I've been reading that. That's really fun to read. Um, Deadpool, number 5. Doctor Doom, number 7. Doctor Strange, number 5. Uh, Empire Avengers, is number 0. And Empire Fantastic Four, number 0. That's the kick off the big Empire event that Marvel's been... Planning for the past couple months, uh, Magnificent Miss Marvel, number 14, Marauders, number 10, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, number 17, uh, Spider-Man Noir, number 205, Star Wars Dr. Aphra, number 1, uh, Strange Academy, number 2, Strike Force, number 8, Swordmaster, number 10, Taskmaster, Task number 1 of 5, uh, True Believers, Black Widow, and Red Guardian, number one. True Believers, Introducing the Black Widow, number one. And X-Men, God Loves, Men Kills, Extended Cut, number one. So that's a lot for uh, Marvel coming out. That was a mouthful to read, oh my god. Alright, so like I said, I have three guests with me today. They are my roommates. We've all been stuck inside with each other for the past... Three years. Two weeks. Well, yes, three years, but <laughs> three two years. weeks now. Uh, <laughs> due to the virus that is... Killing the world. Uh, we're, yeah, we're all stuck in quarantine. So they agreed to rec record with me. They're all super nice, and I appreciate them for doing that. So with me, I have Nick. Hello. Chris. What's good? And Bryn. You. And today, because of the virus, we're going to be talking about all the movie delays and TV kind of delays and everything. And I'm going to be asking them their opinions on what they think about how different movies are taking different routes. Uh, specifically for the movies, I'm going to be talking about Black Widow and Wonder Woman 1984. And then for TV, I'm mainly going to focus on the Disney Plus series, which is uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, and WandaVision, which all have been delayed in their production and in their premieres. So, kicking it right off, I'm going to start off with Wonder Woman. Uh, we're going to go into that. Um... So both Wonder Woman and Black Widow have delayed their premieres. Um, they were supposed to come out uh, early in the summer or later in the summer, and because of the virus now, they've been pushed back. Uh, Wonder Woman has given a premiere date. She is, Her movie is coming out uh, 
Now it is coming out August 14th, 2020. It was originally supposed to premiere June 4th, 2020. Uh, it is directed by Patty Jenkins and stars Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, and Pedro Pascal, who also plays Mandalorian, Bryn. Uh, yeah, I figured you would like that. Um, and the synopsis reads, Fast forward to the 1980s as Wonder Woman's next big screen adventure finds her facing two all-new foes, Max Lord, who is uh, Pedro Pascal, and the Cheetah, who is Kristen Wiig. So, what I want to ask you guys about this is they're taking a different route than Black Widow is taking. Um... Patty Jenkins tweeted out that she said she made the movie to be seen on the big screen. And it is made for audiences to go to a movie theater to sit down and watch this epic adventure, you know, on the big screen. Um, my question for you is, do you think this is the right move, pushing it back? You know, it's supposed to release in June, now it's coming out in August, so that's two months that people aren't seeing this movie in kind of two months where the movie is just kind of sitting around. And do you think this was the right choice? Do you think that, you know, Patty Jenkins kind of made the right decision? I mean, she did make it for the movie. So what do you think? Give me your opinions. Anybody can jump right in. One second. Thank you for that. Did that for the fans. <laughs> the fans. For sure. All right. Bryn, Chris, who wants to start? All right. So who's the lady that delayed it is the director. Yeah, so I'm sure it was, you know, producer, like, like, I'm sure it was like a director, executive producer <clears throat> type of decision. It, it's being produced and published by Warner Brothers. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm sure they had some hands in that decision yeah. as well, too. But Patty Jenkins tweeted the director saying that she made the movie for, you know, the big screen. And that's why she's proud. And I'm sure she's not truly happy to push it out that late. But she's proud to say that they're releasing the movie on August 14th, um, 2020. So, what are your thoughts? If she feels strongly enough that it is a theater movie, I'm all for it. It There's a big difference between watching a movie in a theater okay, where the volume is maxed out and you're sitting there and you can't even see the whole screen. you got to look left, you got to look right. That's a very different experience than sitting in your living room with some microwave popcorn. So, I think she knows that just like any director would, and to really appreciate the movie that she's put all this hard work into, she said two months is nothing. I'm fine with pushing it off. This is what it deserves. This is what the viewers deserve. I think it's more of a decision for the people and for the hard work that everybody's put into it, and I agree with it. But do you think in two months, if this isn't over, are they just going to keep pushing it off, or do you think they have a cutoff date where they'll say, all right, white flag we're gonna put it on on disney plus or or whatever right all right chris do you no, agree I, with the movie? i totally agree with their tweet you know with the big screen uh experience i know for a fact when i go to movie theaters i pay for the big screen you know for the experience sit down there um and then we don't know what the situation is going to be like uh come june you know it's almost april and things are not looking good for our country right now we're not at our peak yet so you know we just have to see what the situation is going to be like and um hopefully you know the movie industry keeps uh going as we go through this pandemic nick what are your thoughts well i do think i think it could be a little bit of a cop-out because obviously a movie's biggest one of their biggest revenue sources is the ticket sales right so if they made a movie that had like a huge budget in it they're not going to make up all that 
cost just in say putting it on Disney Plus. Like if they operated a movie with like a bunch of effects and they operated such a deck because it's like a it's one of the Marvel DC movies. DC. DC movies. Yeah. Sorry. That to, they're going to need to show it in theaters to get that ticket sales and knowing them, they'll probably be on some some form online so they can double the money. Ticket sales in whenever it comes out on some whatever streaming platforms out nowadays. To give you more context, the budget for this movie, I just Googled it, uh, from Wikipedia is $200 million okay. to make this movie. So, you know, I, I'm sure, I completely agree with you guys. I think, you know, obviously ticket sales, you're right, Nick, is a huge, uh, it's, a, it's a big source of revenue stream for a movie. That's, that's coming out, you know, you see reports all the time, you know, this movie made... Such and such and such, you know, global domestic uh, domestic opening weekend, and then their global opening weekend, stuff like that. Um, my concerns with this is just, you know, it's two months more uh, than what you planned already, and like Chris said, with how long this thing goes on, you know, we don't know how long this virus is going to be here and how long it's going to affect our nation and affect the world in general. And you know, my question is, you know, what happens if you know, the movies, you know, people are going to be, the movie's forgotten. People are going to be scared to go, even if, you know, like, I, I give this example because it, it really kind of illustrates it, or at least it does to me, you know. If they come out tomorrow and they say, guess what, we developed a cure. Come get it, do this, go back to your normal lives, everything's going to reopen, things are going to start up again. People are still going to be cautious to go outside, you know. It, it, and that, to me, is what kind of makes me nervous, is... If you're sitting around for two months, there's like two halves of it. Because you can kind of argue that just pushing it back will kind of generate more hype for it. You do a little bit more marketing for it. Um, you let people know that it's still here. It's still coming. you know. But then there's also the side of two months later, people are going to be you know, kind of just, ah, whatever. I'll wait till it comes out. I've waited this long. I can wait till it comes out on TV or something. You know, you, I feel like you run that risk of possibly losing people and you know a lot of movie theaters these days do pre-sale tickets you know i mean we when me and Bryn, when we went to go see infinity war and endgame for the avengers movies we bought those tickets a month in advance someone like that right i forgot we had the tickets by the time uh, we went yeah uh, it's it's you have these pre-sale now and then the movie's close enough that i, I i'm sure pre-sales open you know so I, that's my only concern with it and losing, you know, kind of maybe a little bit of interest in it. You're losing more customers, stuff like that. It'll, um, be a, it'll be a big rebuilding process, not only just for movies, but for every aspect of life, you know, sports, etc. So, I agree. Yeah, you also got to think of like access to streaming services. Like when you had like, for, this isn't common, but like when you had Frozen 2 come out, Disney has Disney Plus that they're already trying to promote. So like, right. well, let's put on Disney Plus. I'll get every single child to get this service, at least because it's only five bucks. With DC, they don't really have a parent company that has that strong of a streaming service. Yeah, DC has. Um, they're owned by AT and T. Yeah, DC. So. The DC does have a streaming service. Um, DC Universe. I'm blanking on the name, right? Yeah, that's yeah. The name, DC Universe. Um, there's a bunch of different stuff on there. I never got it though, because to me, I agree with what you're saying. It wasn't that strong. It was. Mm -hmm. Strictly DC, and while 
I love all that stuff, and I love those movies, and I love it has comics on there too. And while I love reading comics, it just wasn't big enough for me. And I agree. I feel like Disney Plus is large enough that it captures a lot of different audiences. Yeah, and I feel like if they were like, we're gonna release it on this DC universe, a lot of people would just be like, eh, I wasn't gonna watch it anyway. Not to be mean, but if Disney were like, we have a Marvel movie that we're gonna put on only on Disney Plus, you're gonna get flocks of people going to go see it. Right. So I feel like there's less of a lurk, because they know once you just subscribe to DC Universe, that's like, there's only DC stuff on there. There's only DC content. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. You also have to, with the limitations of only DC content on DC Universe, you have the, you don't have the opportunity of like cross-selling. Like, Mm -hmm. people will get Disney Plus because they like strictly Pixar movies, but eventually you're going to run out of Pixar movies to watch. And you might be, oh, I'm going to watch Star Wars. I'm going to watch a Marvel movie. You know, you have that potential of cross-selling with Disney Plus as well. And I'm blanking on how expensive DC Universe is. Um, but I know Disney Plus is also, like, very, very cheap. It's six, $6.99 a month for massive amounts of content of people for people. And... All right, so DC Universe is... $75 a year. That's, so that's seven, about seven ninety nine a month. So it's a dollar more for DC Universe. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely think that it, it's definitely going to get hit. I mean, th- th- there's no escaping that. I think for any movie, too, regardless of what company produces it, where it's going to end up after the theaters, yeah. I think every movie is going to get hit just in general. Yeah, I think that's plaguing so many streaming services nowadays because, like, Apple, like, Apple TV+, Plus. I can tell you, the second they came out with all their shows, I watched them in a month. Now I'm done with it. Right. There's nothing on there for me to watch. And I think it's the same with, like, the HBO Max. They have Friends. People have already watched Friends. There's not, there's not something else to, like, like cross-sell them on the idea of actually getting it. But yet, like, something like Marvel, that would definitely get someone to cross-sell in the whole Disney universe, like sports, anything Disney. Right. Brittany, look like you were going to say something. Nope. Okay. All right. Second question. So... Sticking with Disney Plus and Disney and everything, Disney owns Marvel Studios. Um, everything that Marvel makes has some tied to Disney. Um, so, with that being said, they've already announced that their new Pixar animated movie, Onward, starring Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, is going to video on demand, uh, like digital release uh, for purchase and stuff, and. It will be streaming on Disney Plus April 3rd. Now, it is March 27th at the time of this recording. So in a week, we're going to have the ability to watch a brand new Pixar movie from the comfort of our home and not going to theaters. Now, because Disney owns Marvel Studios, do you think Black Widow, the upcoming movie star with Scarlett Johansson and everything, will do the same? Um, And I just saw before we started recording this, uh, just for some details, Black Widow is directed by Kate Shortland, and it stars Scarlett Johansson and David Harbour. Uh, David Harbour is from Stranger Things. He plays Hopper. Um, the original release yeah. date was May 1st, and as far as I can tell, there's no release date yet. There's no new release date yet for, Marvel's, uh, for Black Widow. And essentially what it was going to be, it was going to be a story of her, I believe, fighting over an old enemy, uh, fighting an old enemy, between the events of Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War. 
Now, do you think that Marvel will do, that Disney will do something similar with Black Widow? Because they've already done it with another movie. And I did see, too, that David Harbour is pushing for Disney to release it on Disney+. Plus. He supports that decision. Do you think that is something they could do, especially now that they've already done it with a brand new movie? For Onward, mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, they released it, you could buy it ahead of the Disney Plus streaming, right? Yeah, I think it. I think it's available on demand now. Like, if you were to, like, go on, like, Comcast and go on demand, I yeah, think you can buy like it. The you can buy, the yeah. buy it, yeah. And then I think they're releasing it later on Disney Plus, obviously, because that's a six ninety nine fee a month and you're getting, you know, yeah. almost free stuff, you know? So they might do that kind of approach. Hey, it's this is when it was going to be released, but you can pay to watch it. Right. And they'll probably do some cheaper version of a theater ticket because you don't have the experience, you don't have the popcorn makers, all that fun stuff, right? So they might do that and then stream it. But if they don't, they also have um, the DC movie to kind of jump off of and say, hey, they're pushing it off, we're going to push it off too, and that kind of just moves all the superhero movies to... Give me one second. Nick just spilled. <laughs> so we're going we're to clean good. this up. <laughs> and that might give the superhero movies the precedent to, hey, these are all the ones that we're going to set in this kind of schedule. We're going to move that whole schedule three months over. You know? And they'll okay. just bounce off of each other that way. So it's like we just took a break from the movies. Right. They could really go either way. I think it'll come up to a week's worth of meetings about what they think the people are going to want. What what are our Marvel fans going to do if right. we do this? What are they going to do if we do this? Yeah. More, okay. more importantly, they're probably going to be looking at how do we get the most money out of this? Because, you know, every single oh, company absolutely. is just looking yeah. for how do we absolutely. get the most money out of what's going on. So do they think that delaying it and then releasing it and seeing who comes to the movies or not and then doing the whole process later... It's going to cost them more money than just releasing it now. So there's definitely a cost-benefit analysis going on somewhere in there, just seeing how they can make the most money out of the situation that we have. And going off of that, if they push it off for an extra three months until release, that's three extra months of marketing this unreleased movie. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. More, three months more of expenses. Yeah, mm-hmm. of commercials of everything, just trying to keep yeah. keep the people's interest in it to Digital just get ads. to just get that few movie sales. At They'll the have end. to keep a baseline. And then pump it up right before, and I don't think that would be too wise. See, that's, it might just be easier think... to switch to the kind of like a pre-release, pay to watch it on you know the first or whatever. And now a month later, you can watch it whenever on Disney Plus. Right. Kind of Do you think David Harbor having supporting that decision to go early to Disney Plus will affect the Disney's executive's decision, or do you think they're just going to be like, nah, we're you're just an actor, like? We'll, we'll make the decision. Don't worry about it. Because technically, the actors, they're still going to get paid. Like, whether the movie yeah. comes out now or three months later, they're still getting paid. Like, yeah. If if it's just his voice, probably not. If he's the yeah. only one that has any kind of input to this, they're going to say, thank you. We'll take that into consideration and then never think of it again because it comes down to the money. Right. But if their entire cast is saying, hey, yeah, put it out, put it out, and they're vocalizing it on Twitter, on Facebook, on all these other kind of avenues, 
if they don't, what kind of rep is that giving them? Oh, they don't care about their actors. Look at this BS, and then nobody wants to watch it. Right. So. It might also have an effect on like other movies as well, like other supporting casts that, you know, maybe starring in other movies down the road that you know come out in the future. Um, they might also do this delay process that they're really considering. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of what they did with the the last movie we were talking about. How they set that release date in August. They're probably like, we can we think we can make a profit if we can release it then. And that's not really like. They say it's like the release date, but that's probably like their the last date they could possibly make that go on movies. So if in a certain amount of time they're like, listen, we don't think it's gonna be over, they may just push it straight to VOD. Right. Because nothing's stopping them from doing that. Nothing is stopping them from doing that, you're right. Um, the one thing that I think is a lot of people, some people like who watch a lot of movies, they know that like when it's two superhero movies, made by DC and Marvel, who are competitors in the comic book industry, that are both female-led movies. If Marvel pushes this back at all, they're directly going head-to-head with uh, Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman, the first one at least, was one of the few highly rated DC movies. A lot of them didn't get a lot of good ratings. So Wonder Woman already has a good reputation behind it, and this one... The, the excitement has been even more built behind those good reviews and also just the storyline and the characters that they're bringing in. So, what I'm trying to say is, I think that Marvel's going to put it... I think Marvel's is going to do it directly to VOD. I think they're going to put it out to, to Comcast, Verizon, all the big cable net, all the big cable providers, and say, let them buy it for this much, and then we'll put it on Disney+, Plus, you know, eventually. Um... I can't say to when they'll put Disney Plus. Personally, I think if Disney's going to do anything, I think they're going to put... They just did Frozen. I think the next thing they're going to do is put Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Let people sit and enjoy that as much as I can. And then they're going to put Black Widow on it. Um, I think that's the way they do it. Because I also think that Marvel... This is the first time they've ever done a full feature-length film for this character... She's been in other stuff. People love her. You know, I love her as a character and stuff like that. But that's a that's a big risk you're taking. You're you're making a brand new movie, a standalone movie for this character, going against a sequel for a character that is already proven to be successful. And they have the same director, I'm sure, not so much different writers or the same writers. You know, and a bunch of similarities that I just think Marvel is going to want to push it to just video on demand. I think that's the best way that Marvel and Disney can recapture much amount of money as I can and not go head to head directly with, you know, Wonder Woman. Because I'm sure Disney doesn't want, you know, let's say they do put it out to theaters. I'm sure Disney doesn't want, uh, like, articles to come out just being like, Wonder Woman stops Black Widow. You know, Wonder Woman beats Black Widow at box office. Blah, blah, blah. Because Disney's going to absolutely hate that. Disney loves getting their money, just like Nick said. And Disney would just hate if Wonder Woman just constantly beats Black Widow. So I think that I think they are just gonna push it directly to video on demand. When they'll when they'll do that, I don't who who knows, you know when it'll come to Disney Plus, who knows. But I also think the fact that they don't have a new release date, as far as I can tell, um, with my research, that I think it, it just even more because you know Warner Brothers, Patty Jenkins was able just to be like, hey, movie's supposed to come out at this time, it's now coming out at this day, you know, just. 
cut and dry and let the people know. And Marvel hasn't really given us anything after the fact that they said when they announced it, it was delayed. They haven't really said much after that. Um, so my third question, I kind of already touched base on this with asking about uh, David Har- Harbour, but I wanted to ask the the main actors of the movie. You know, Gal Gadot from Wonder Woman and Scarlett Johansson for Black Widow. They're essentially the faces of the movie. They're the faces of the characters. People know them as the characters, and I'm sure people think that they have some say in the decision of what happens with the movie. Um, so I want to ask again: Do you, th- do you think they had they had any say? in the delays in the movie, uh, and if they did or did not, how do you think they're feeling right now with the movie's delayed? Like, do you think they're they're upset about it? Do you think they're, you know, super mad in their houses, you know, freaking out, like, ah, I can't believe the movie's not coming out, blah, blah, blah. Like, what do, you, what do you think is going through their minds right now, is a better way to put it? Anybody. <laughs> Don't all jump at once. <laughs> Gathering my thoughts. I think they had a big say in it because, you know, they're the base of the movie right. kind of thing. But as Bren was mentioning earlier, you know, they have to have the supporting cast to support them uh, with the delay of the movies. So, and then how they're feeling, I personally probably not as upset as most people would think because um, they're probably starred in a bunch of other movies if correct me if i'm wrong but uh they're probably starting a bunch of other movies you know um but i'm sure that this delay and process and the time we're going through right now you know um really won't make a difference in the end so yeah i'm sure they're ignored i'm sure they're like ah crap wish wish that would have gone up but who isn't right now being like ah right. shit i don't want to be in this situation right now <laughs> yeah so i'm sure everyone's just kind of feeling the same way they're just like well it is what it is at this point just kind of kind of do what you have to Kind of got to do it this way. Taking it one day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Going off of that, too, it's not like they finished working on it and then it's released. Right. They finished recording and it went through this trial and error where they fixed this. Now they had to fix this. Right. So they might have been done really being a part of the movie way back ago. And now they're mm-hmm. just saying, okay, now I'm waiting for it to come out. Let's see what the, the computer guys did. Let's see the the magic they worked. Right. So maybe they already threw it out to it. I've had my fun. I've worked with the cast. It was nice while it lasted. And now when it comes out, I'll get to see them all again. Yippee. So I think it's a smaller part of their mind than we might think of it as. Because how do we see them? We see them as the characters. Right. This, This is what they're here for. But they see it as work. Granted, it's going to be fun. But they did their part. And they're on to the next contract, right. they're on to the next movie, so... Well, the reason I'm asking is because, you know, right now they may not be on to the next contract, the next movie or something, you know, with things mm-hmm. being... You know, these movies are lucky because, like you said, they're done filming. The, the, the hard part is over, and they're in post-production right now, and they're just editing in, they're doing all the, the special effects, but, like, you know, there are movies right now that are being, that are being filmed, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's what... If they had more movies lined up, as I'm sure they did, you know, what are they doing now? I mean, it sounds weird to say it, but they're doing exactly what we're doing right now. They're just staying inside. like Except in better houses. Yeah, except in better houses, right? <laughs> but that's the reason I asked, just because, you know, do you think, it, you know, does it weigh heavy on their minds that, you know, 
I put all this work into this movie. I did this for months, you know, however long shoot, sh uh, shoots take, stuff like that. And now it's just, well, like, it's, this is going to come out eventually. Uh, you know, does, do you think that weighs heavy on their, on their minds? I feel like if they cared more, we would know about it. Because you know celebrities just go use get on their little soapbox and preach shit. They really had a strong opinion about something. I think this isn't really as big of a deal to them as you'd think. Because like I know a while ago this happened with a movie with the whole North Korea thing. What was that movie called? No. Oh, oh, the interview. The interview. Yeah. The James Franco and Seth yeah. Rogen movie. That just went straight to online, and yeah. I think it was. It went straight to Netflix. Didn't yeah, it? it went straight to Netflix yeah. without any warning. And I bet those people were back then. They were even just like. Damn, that sucks, but it is what it is. It is what it is, yeah. <laughs> Knowing James Franco and Seth Rogen from their movies, they probably just laughed it off. Oh, oh yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Got in a little circle. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right. So that's all I really had for movies. I want to talk about uh, TV shows now, specifically uh, Marvel Disney Plus TV shows. Now, they're in a different stage, and they're kind of in the stage that I just mentioned. Um, they were shooting. Uh, specifically the one I know for a fact that was shooting was Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, and they were shooting over in Prague um, so they were ordered by the country actually to like stop everything as most countries are doing right now and most you know areas around the world are shutting everything down to stop this spread um, but they were completely like completely shut down and like they're just everything is halted right now so the question I have, and Nick, I want your opinion on this, because when Disney Plus was originally coming out, me and you were like complete opposites on it. I was oh, super yeah. excited for it. Was <laughs> I can't wait for this to come out. I'm getting it as, like as soon as it comes out. I'm gonna pre-order it right now. There's so much stuff on it, and you were completely opposite. You're not the biggest Marvel fan. You're not the biggest Star Wars fan. You've seen them, but you you're not super about it. Like you know, crazy into it like I am and everything. And there was some other stuff that interest, interested you on there, but not enough for you to sign up for the platform. So yeah. the question that I have is, if you were Disney+, Plus, would you consider canceling the platform if you knew that shows like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, originally supposed to premiere in 2020, had the possibility now to premiere in 2021 due to these cancellations and productions being like completely stopped? Yeah, I do think in general, in the entire... like. And like in the whole TV show space, there's gonna be a lack of content coming out mm -hmm. for the foreseeable. It's not hitting now, but like because of the whole post production thing that Brent was talking about. Give, but give it like six months, and there's gonna be severe lack of content because things aren't filming right now. We see it currently with like the late shows, like John Oliver sitting in a white room and talking, trying to make jokes, and we got Jimmy Fallon sitting with his kids talking about comedy. So I think we're gonna have a like a lack of content coming out pretty soon because of that. And I do think that could affect some people's decisions on canceling their subscriptions because I know a lot of these subscription services are like running out of content like Apple TV Plus. Disney Plus is doing good right now. So I feel like they'll I feel like Disney Plus and Netflix will see less of the effects of it because they have a whole stockpile of stuff. Right. But a lot of others might stress over it. Okay. Chris, would you if you had Disney Plus, would you cancel it? Because these shows um, weren't coming out for a while now, and there's nothing else on the platform that interests you. Would you cancel it? I probably wouldn't. I'm on the same page as Nick. You know, I'm, I like Disney. I've seen some, you know, Marvel and uh, stuff like that. But um, I probably wouldn't cancel it. 
uh, just for the fact that, you know, I could revisit shows that possibly would have interest me in the past, you know. Like Disney Fairytale Weddings. I right. love that one. Yeah. I did. <laughs> Big fan of that. Yeah. But yeah, just revisiting shows uh, with the subscription of Disney Plus, you know, I don't think it would be worthwhile, you know, canceling the subscription altogether for, you know, six ninety nine a month. It's yeah. Not six ninety nine a month for yeah. Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. See, if it was DC Universe, though, that that would really have you think. That's if, a different story. If one of those movies got canceled, that's your that's the only thing you're there for. Yeah. So what's really keeping you on at that point? DC Universe has had a lack of content recently too, because they do a lot of they do a mix of um, like live action and animated shows. Um, so the one animated show, Young Justice, is finished its season up. It's mm-hmm. we're currently waiting for season four. They have uh, a live-action Teen Titans show on there. Finished up season two. Currently waiting for season three. They have a show that's uh, Doom Patrol on there right now. I'm pretty sure that that's done its season as well, and we're waiting for the next one. Like that, like it to me didn't look like they planned it out that well, or they they spaced out their content um, enough. So I would definitely cancel Disney, uh, not Disney Plus, uh, DC Universe. Oh yeah. So, Bryn, thoughts? Would you cancel Disney Plus if you uh, knew if you got an announcement one day that said Falcon and Winter Soldier now premiering in you know February 2021 due to coronavirus uh, production halting? It's actually a question of will whoever's account I'm using cancel it? Nah. <laughs> but personally, if if I was paying for it, I don't watch the streaming service enough to where I'd run out. So something like Netflix or something like Disney Plus. I'd have so much left to watch that I could sustain myself for a while. It's not like I go and binge watch an entire show in a weekend. I'll watch two episodes and I'll get around and do something else. I have work I have to do and all these other things that just get in my way of streaming. So I would probably keep it. Uh, Something else like DC Universe, that'd be canceled in a heartbeat. Right. I paid for this much uh, time to use it and now... The movie I wanted to watch isn't coming on. What else is there? This movie I watched last year? No, thank you. But with Disney Plus, I could watch a movie I forgot even existed. Or with Netflix, they have a ton of content that's just coming out all the time. Yeah. All the Netflix originals I never even heard of. Yeah. Yeah. So. If Netflix said they were getting rid of the show, I would not. The thought of canceling wouldn't even come across my mind. I'd just be like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> what else is on? <laughs> yeah. So, I. I would be keeping Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah, it, it's really hard for me when I was when I was writing these questions. I like stopped and thought about this one for a second because I wanted to know what I would do, and it's really kind of difficult for me because one, you can only watch a movie so many times, mm-hmm. and you know eventually you're gonna be like, wow, I I can watch Iron Man again. I did, I did that last week. Like you know, it, it, you get to that point where. You've seen the movie so much, you're just like, all right, I gotta get through this part. Like, it comes kind of mundane, but there's also the part of me, so I want new content, you know, but then there's also the part of me that is the, the, the Marvel super fan, and, you know, I love all the content that they have when it, if it comes to Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and I'm like, no, you can, like, you can find something to watch. Like, there is something on here that will interest you, and just keep it, you know, and then, you know, of course... I started getting into like the nitty gritty of like, oh, well, if you cancel your account, you got to go through like all the stupid stuff again, sign it back up, you know, all, all this stuff. But 
in the general like concept of it to me, I was like, it was really hard for me to make that decision because I'm going to be watching the same things over and over and over again for however many months that this goes on and until these new shows premiere, you know, again, it, like it might come to the point where I'm like, all right, well, what else can I watch? You know, I'll watch the news instead of watching the same movie I watched. It, and this is where the cross-selling comes in because now you're done watching the Marvel movies. You've watched them all 10 times. Yeah. But guess what? Disney Plus has all the Disney movies. There you go. So now you're watching Cinderella and Pocahontas. And you're like, oh my God, I feel like I'm seven again. <laughs> so Disney definitely does play into the, the nostalgia factor too. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some old so. shows on that that I'm like, wow. I'm like, I haven't seen this since I was a kid. I mean, they had one of the first things that I watched when it came out was the um, the 1990s, like eight, late 80s, early 90s. Um, like Spider-Man cartoon, just because I heard I've heard stories of my dad watching that when he was a kid, and it was like, cool. Now I get the chance to watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Now they don't have all the seasons, so I haven't really watched it since because I want to go through it completely. But I I agree with that. Disney does have that cross-selling ability, and it does have that nostalgia factor. And you know, I think I do think of the wrong one, the long run with me debating it so much. I don't think I would cancel. But it would definitely be like in my mind. Like if I saw that bank statement, I'd be like, "Oh, there's there's Disney Plus again." Like, yeah. And I watched all these movies on. Like, yeah. So yeah, that's the problem with the diversification of all these freaking streaming platforms. Like, there's a streaming platform for literally every company has their own streaming platform. That's Think a huge market now. NBC's made one like called like Pelican or something. Like Pigeon. That. Pigeon. No. No Pelican. No. Peacock. 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 That's what I was. We were close. That's <laughs> <laughs> with a P. Yeah. I'm like, everyone's making their own streaming service with such few content owned by themselves that eventually people aren't going to want to pay for all of these. No. They just want to pay one fee like Netflix used to have, get everything. They don't want to get an NBC fee, get a, be a Peacock fee, get through the yeah. HBO Max. Because what are they going to watch on HBO Max after they just watch like Game of Thrones and Friends a thousand times? Yeah. Isn't Game of Thrones on Hulu? No, Game of, Thrones. HBO. Game of HBO. Thrones is an HBO show. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be on HBO Max. Then what's on Hulu? Hulu does a lot of the cross lines. Like they have like South Park on there. I know that they have, yeah. they have a lot of that stuff. So like Hulu, had the, Hulu does have a lot of like uh, Comedy Central stuff too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. They got reality shows on there too. Yeah. yeah. Hulu Hulu's kind of good though because it differentiates itself with they have that live TV package. They do. they do. Like I know like the NHL. Like if you get the live TV package for for Hulu, like you can watch like any NHL game you want. Like yeah, I feel like Hulu, no problem. Yeah, like, oh, nice. In the past. Yeah, in the past. Now, not, <laughs> now, obviously not, not now. Nope. Now we're stuck to watching NHL. Simulations. Yeah, simulation Simulations. games. Um, yeah, Hulu, Hulu d does have like that differentiator where it's like, all right, we have this live TV package where you can watch, you know, NHL games. I think MLB games too, right? Yeah, they have a lot on there. Yeah, they have tons. Same with YouTube TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big factor. That's the thing. You're right, Nick. There's so many different streaming things. Yeah. I like, oh, don't forget Amazon Prime. They have Amazon, Amazon Video now. That's different, though, because that's just tagged on Prime. Yeah, that just... Everyone and their mother yeah, has if Prime. You pay, if you yeah. pay for Prime, you get Prime Video, Prime Music. I get all those Prime books. emails. Like, You're not using your thing. All I want is the two-day shipping. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon rules the world. <laughs> yeah, the problems are definitely like the Peacocks, the HBO Maxes that don't literally have enough content to keep it going if you run out. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I mean, it's gonna be a tricky thing to <coughs> navigate through as an executive, or you know, for NBC, DC, Marvel, stuff like that, Disney. Um, so here's my final question. This one might 
cause a little bit of deliberation. All right. Are there any ideas, thoughts, plans, whatever you want to call them, that any of you can think of that could perhaps be an alternate route for movies or TV shows to take that they still adhere to virus guidelines of like social distancing, um, stay indoors, stuff like that, and still have their shows premiere in 2020? So my first stupid thought is like a live premiere kind of thing. <laughs> what do you mean? Explain like, that. Like online, like say, hey, we're going to premiere, this is the viewing, like we're like, say they do something like on like Fox, we're going to premiere this show okay. like at 8 like p.m. Like a pay-per-view. Not even like a pay-per-view. They could sell bigger ad space, like, sorry, getting the ad space, but they could, <laughs> they could raise the price of the ads during the movie, like they put ads in during the movie. So they could say like, hey, Fox, I'm going to show my movie at 8 p.m., Advertise it heavily, you're gonna get a bunch of people to watch it because what else are they doing? Right. And then they could sell all the ads and make a contract with Fox and be like, we get this much money because we're bringing in this much more people and Fox can help like promote their shows during it, whatever. So I think they could recoup some of that money if they were scared of losing that money in the movies. I think that'd be a good way to get some money in. Okay. And it'd only be one viewing, so it's not like you own the movie. They'd still have the opportunity, like, hey, it's on Disney Plus. Right. Go on Disney Plus and get it. Okay. I was thinking something similar, but if they paired with some uh, manufacturer, salesperson kind of thing, and they make an at-home kit, they throw some random candies in there, some popcorn in there, <laughs> they ship it to you, maybe maybe some pillows, some blankets, they ship it to you, there you, you coop up in the living room, so now they have a pairing with, you know, maybe they do local small businesses, so they get the PR for, hey, we're helping out the small businesses who are tanked because of this, mm. and then... They sell you, hey, get Disney Plus and you can watch it this day, or on demand, you can rent it for two ninety nine, pay an extra seven bucks and we'll send you this kit kind of thing. So they get the price for the ticket that they would have done. So you're saying pretty much recoup with like merch sales essentially. Yes. Or ver a version it's, of it. It's like they do the on demand release before streaming, but then recoup it with this paired merchant deal where it's an at home theater kit. We're gonna send you popcorn. We're gonna send yeah. you and what they candy can, stuff. Maybe like, that. like toss yeah. a T-shirt in there. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or like gift yeah. cards. Oh, I'm sure. People, it, yeah. If you put some type of merchandise in there, people would love it. And if they found a way to kind of pair with a small business or somebody who's getting hurt by this locally, they'd get some really good PR. Oh yeah, up, up that PR. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. Because then everybody's like, "Oh my God, Disney Plus! I get popcorn in my house. I get to see a new movie." And they helped out Bob from down the street. Bob. <laughs> So now everybody's happy. Right. That, everybody's happy now. Will they do something like that? I highly doubt it. That's like, oh yeah, wow. Nobody would even consider something like that. Yeah. In extreme circumstances, if like this kept going on for like not months, but years, definitely would consider something like that. Yeah. That's the thing. Like right now, I feel like we're at like an odd time right now because like right, I don't want to say at the beginning of it, but like we don't know when it's going to end, but it's now gone on long enough. To the point where we're like, this could go for a while. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of executives from multiple companies, you know, let not even Disney and DC, you know, they have to make a decision. All right, how do we get this content to people so they still buy our products? So they still, you know, watch these movies and we still get feedback on it and we still can gain money, you know? And you got to think people like Disney, didn't Disneyland close? Like, yeah, that, Disney, that World, was, Disney oh, yeah. World closed and Disneyland has been closed, shut yes. down for a little How bit. How much revenue are they losing from that? Yeah. So they got to find a way. 
with what they got to kind of recoup this? Or how are, how are they going to stagnate the losses? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to a lot of thinking and a lot of meetings for them. Yeah. What are they going to do? There's no telling. Because maybe all the executives are like, oh, you know, we'll have this out by Easter and then we won't have to worry about it. Maybe some of them are like, okay, you know, the way this is looking, I'll see you guys in August. I'll see you in November. We'll start thinking for then. So it really depends on what the executives are thinking and what kind of teams they have backing them to say this is the most like likely option we have considering the circumstances that I think are going to happen. So really, there's no telling what they'll do. All right. Any, any last thoughts? No? No? No. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for being here, guys. Brin's getting another drink. Signing off. You just pop the, <laughs> pop the, the waveform again. All right. Well, thank you for being here, guys. Thanks for doing this with me. I know we spent a lot of time with each other, and I know this is just another 45 minutes together. So, Great. thank you. Thanks for being here. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. All right. And for the listeners, thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at NSN Podcast. Again, that is NSN Podcasts. I, I tweet about a lot of random stuff. So, go follow me. Uh, message me if you want to talk or anything. But I will see you next week. Bye.